one of my trackables, one of the things for my family is what I feel like is if I'm home before six o'clock every night, that's going to help me have a better family life. So it allows me, if I have 15 unread emails, I don't get to respond to those 15 emails today. They are urgent. They seem important. They are blaring. They're a red light going off in my office saying, you need to answer these. You need to answer these. Yet at 535, I need to close my computer Mm -hmm. and go home because in the long run, in five years, it's not going to matter whether I answer these emails. But rinse, wash, repeat for three months and whether I don't get home or not, that makes a huge difference. There's gonna be a whole lot of things that are outside of your control. Let them go. Let them go. Just focus on what is the best thing I can do. The best thing I can do to maximize my potential. My potential. My potential. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Today I wanted to ask you about something that I know you thought a lot about, at least in 2016, and probably still, since we're just still at the beginning of 2017. Um, and that's something that's that's something um that's core values, um, which I think is a term that a lot of people have heard, certainly. A lot of people probably think that they understand them. Um, but I think one of the things that sort of first stuck out when we when you and I talked about it is sort of your your admission that you had thought you sort of had a good un- understanding of what core values are. But it was really only recently that you felt mm-hmm. like you really figured them out. Um, so maybe maybe to start, just sort of maybe give us what um, what you've learned about what core values are, uh, and then we can kind of get into why they're important and why you um, spend so much time thinking about it. Yeah. So core values, I think whether it's your business or your personal life, core values set the direction for who you are and where you want to go. And they can really help decipher decision-making along the process. If you have a decision where, let's say you have um, a, a whole bunch of, you have you have 20 emails to get through, um, but it's getting late and you should be home um, you know, with your kids and your wife. It's like, what do you do? And I think on the big picture, broad scope, people are like, core values, yes, let's like get them. Maybe we'll make a poster, a t-shirt, we'll put them on some coffee mugs and you know, then we'll we'll be freed up, and we'll have no. We'll, that's who we are. We're humble and hungry. We are, you know, positive and caring. We are driven and um, whatever it is. It, unless you take this is this is the revelation I had in 2016. That was where I was. I had um, read enough to know the power of core values. Yet to me, it was still the posters. It was still just the motivational thing behind, I had yet to take it in sort of some sort of daily actionable item that truly directed where I was. I read um, Stephen Covey's um, First Things First. I read Stephen Covey's um, um, Seven Habits of Highly People. And I've read a lot about business management and core values from every, I mean, everybody, you don't get through a business, anything without establishing what the core values are of the business. And I had done that. I had done exactly what they were talking about. And I made lists and I had definitions for each one. And I did that for a while, for four or five years. Yet, it, and I even had goals for each one of those. I had an actual goal that I wanted for each one of those things. So to me, I was, you know, I was as dialed as you get. I have my core values. I've defined exactly what those are. And I have goals for each of those, each one of those to accomplish this year. It doesn't get better than that, right? Except it 
does because <laughs> there was no process behind it. Mm-hmm. It was what we talk about all the time on the competitive side of things. It was essentially what I said was, I'm a competitor. I compete in the sport of CrossFit. My goal as a competitor in the sport of CrossFit is to win the CrossFit Games. Now, because I've stated that and I've told you about it, it should happen, right? Mm-hmm. And we know as well as anybody that that's just not the case. If 10 people have done that, it's impossible for all 10 to do it. So the revelation I had was how to turn that into some actionable daily items um, in this past year. So let's maybe back up a little bit before we get into sort of like uh, what that means is when we say core values or when you say core values, what does that really mean? Are you saying um, like, what are the most important things to you? Like, how do you start to begin? If you've, if, if like core values is just sort of this nebulous idea yeah. and you want to take sort of an actionable step, like what is the first step in defining, uh, your or a person's core values? At your core, who are you and who do you want to be? What is truly important to you? If you are going to do first things first, if you're going to the main thing is keeping the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the idea is like, what is the main things in your life? If you're going to construct a house and I get it, you, you're going to have, you want the right knobs on every cabinet. You want to have a sub-zero fridge with these many shelves. You want, um, you know, this sort of border with the pavement around the garden. I get, I get that. That's all the little fringes and the details. What is the framework? What mm-hmm. is the blueprint of your life? And for me, it's things like family. Family is my first and number one thing. It's family. It's excellence. There's a leadership component. There's a health and wellness component. And there's a fun and enjoy the ride process. And those are my core values. That's what I look forward to have in my life. And I, what I'm basically saying is if those things are in place on a yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, actual set standpoint, then I know I'm tracking towards where I want to be. I think we all have this idea of where we want to end up in life. And we kind of put it at this distant horizon. And there's this major gap. There's no roadmap whatsoever between where we are and where we want to get. We have this pie in the sky. Like if my life was exactly the way I envisioned it, it would include these things, this would encompass. But we're no step closer to that today than we were yesterday. And we're no, going to be no step closer to that tomorrow unless we put some definitions to what those things are and start to define on what the, what the roadmap looks like to get there. So when you, when you establish your core values, are you thinking um, aspirationally? In other words, are you thinking like, it's a bad example, but leadership for you. Obviously, that's something that is a big part of your life anyways. But if, if I'm just at home and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I would like leadership to be a part of my life, but it's not now. Is that a good core value or is there something before that that you should focus on before you get, you know, should it be more practical or more sort of uh, aspirational, I guess? Uh, It has to be where you are now. This is not aspirational things. This is not like um, I want to be a really positive person, but I complain and I swear and I make excuses for everything today. I don't care what you want to be. It's This is... Their core values are their things that right now, what are integral to you. If they're integral to you right now, then they're not because you're not doing it, mm-hmm. right? That'd be like saying like somebody that's 350 pounds smoking cigarettes and having um, you know a dozen donuts for breakfast saying health and wellness is a core value for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you Even may, if it might be in some like- Even if it might be you like want I, to be, yeah, I want, it's yeah. not. It's yeah. not a core value. It's not who you because are. Because your actions don't track towards that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, there's obviously some sort of, 
aspirational aspect to this, mm-hmm. right? I I want to be a better leader. I want to have more fun, enjoyment in my life. But the reason I want those things is because to me right now, today, they're incredibly important. You know, I'm not saying like if you're the 350 pound guy smoking cigarettes and having a dozen donuts for breakfast, I'm not saying that tomorrow that can't be your core values after you kind of like really try to, but these are not flimsy things that are switch shifting in this breeze. And today my core values are this. And tomorrow my core values, these are things at your heart and soul and your soul being, who are you as a person? Mm -hmm. They're not um, who I want to be. And they're not that much different than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. We might have little shifts and sways a little bit, but directionally we know where we're going. If my, if where I am today um, is um, is Boston, mm-hmm. and where I want to get to is San Francisco. <clears throat> Every day I'm going, I'm going west on Route 90, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that's my that's going to get me there. Now, if I take little detours and little side routes because I like these kind of like I like what I see over there, and I want to check that out, and ooh, that's really nice. And you know, if I don't end up in San Francisco, but I end up in you know Sacramento, or I end up in Seattle, that's okay. Things can change along the way, but. There's no reason for me to, today, I should not be like, hey, I'm going to San Francisco and today I'm, I'm hopping on a plane to France. <laughs> like that's right. that's not in line with what we're trying mm-hmm. to pursue. So in some ways, you know, finding your core values, finding it is, isn't the right word. It's more um, understanding yourself enough to know what are the things that are that are already existing in your life that that even if it's just intellectually saying, these are the most important things to me. Yeah, and it's uh um it it's not a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's a hard thing to come up with the right words and there's um Google pages people can go onto that give you 500 examples of these things. Yep. Literally Google examples of core values and the first one that pops up cuz I've done it, the first one that pops up has examples of 500 core values. It's not hard when you have that list in front of you to think like this one and this one, this one and this one. The hard part is finding the right words. Mm-hmm. So if you have those words in front of you, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be exact. The process is more important than the actual getting it right piece. Putting it up, yeah. We want to be, the idea is go to the gym, mm-hmm. right? If your goal is to get fit, the idea is get to the gym. Once you're at the gym, whether you jump on a treadmill or go on a squat rack, it doesn't matter that much. You're doing way more than you were yesterday, which yep. is just sitting at home watching TV. How many, how many core values... You know, I think you have four or five. Is that is that have you <clears throat> have you found that that's the right number? Should people have less? I have five, and I wish I had three. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. want less is more. Okay. Um, and uh, like anything, right? Whether it's business, whether it's you're going to get more out of less. Um, at one point in my life, I had nine mm-hmm. uh, when I first heard about them because yeah, and like let's do everything. And um, I've whittled down to as low as three. Again, they're always changing. Yep. Um, but I've I've settled on five, and that's hard. I want. I want a six right now, yeah, but I'm smushing. What you also find is some things live together, yeah. right? So if you have integrity and honesty, um, it, that could probably be in one. Yep. If you have um, empathy and compassion and, and service, um, that could probably be one. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it, 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 they could be broad overreaching themes yep. and it's, how, it's all in how you define them. Right. So- Walk me through a little bit the process you went through maybe just last year, that last year coming into this, between sort of where you were in terms of thinking about core values and then what does it look like now versus what it looked like, say, a year ago? Yeah. So 
first big disclaimer is I, I'm not doing this right, right? Like this is this is the way I've done it, and I feel like I'm farther along than I was last year. But if we have this talk again in a year, I hope I look back and laugh at where I am right now. Right. That's the goal. So I'm not trying to be out there and be like, follow me doing this because mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> what I'm doing right now, which I hope we look back and laugh at, like I'm going to laugh at what I did a few years ago. A few years ago, I went on um, Stephen Covey's site. It's like franklincovey.com or something like that. Yep. You can write out a personal mission statement. Yep. And through a process to help you determine what your core values are. And I did that. And then from there, we define what the core value of each of those are. What does that mean to you? And then from there, I can't remember if he did it or I did it on my own, but I wrote down a goal for each one of those things. So in my mind, I know who I am. I know uh, what's important to me. I've defined that so I have real strong terms for there. And then I know exactly what I'm reaching for. And it... It, I don't want to say it didn't move the needle at all, but it didn't move the needle as much as I would have liked to. What I've started doing this year, which is very different, is I have my core values. I've defined what those are. I have one-year goals for each of those, but I've taken the next step to make those things happen, which is just like we talked about with our athletes, is I set up quarterly rocks, mm-hmm. what's most important to accomplish in the next 90 days. If nothing else happened in the next 90 days, if I got these two or three things done, I could look back and be like, that was a really productive, awesome three months that I've got better in my life. Mm-hmm. And those rocks have something to do with the one year yes. goal? Yep. They lead up to the one year goal. Okay. So let's <clears> say, let's say my one year, go- let's say family is one of my core values and it is. And I define that as put first things first. I will protect, lead, support both emotionally, physically, and every which way possible for my family. That's pretty close to what my definition is for family. Underneath my one-year goal, it might be something like, you know, um, you want to be relatively smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. It might be something like, I want to do 26 date nights with my wife. Mm -hmm. Every other week on a Wednesday night, we go out for a date night. I want to make sure I get those 26 in. A quarterly rock might be, well, I need to get in, you're, I'm on the spot with math Whatever right Whatever it is. <laughs> I, I need to get in these X number of yeah. date nights this month. Yep. Great. Okay. So then from there, what do I need to do on a weekly basis? And from a weekly basis, what am I going to do on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be, so do I need to schedule a date night? Do I need to put on the calendar? Do I need to find out where we're going? Do I need to get a babysitter? Do I need to talk to Heather about it? Do I need to make sure there's no conflicts? Up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maya's got a basketball game that night. Does that work well with us or does that hurt us? Do we need to reschedule it? So every single day I can be tracking up towards that one-year goal. That Mm -hmm. one-year goal tracks up towards my core values. And now I'm really moving the needle on making my relationship stronger with my wife. As opposed to my goal is to have a stronger relationship with my wife. Right. Hope it happens. Yeah. And it's not, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not important that, or it's not always the case that it will be 26 of X, right? For your one year goal, because that's not always the case. But you can still probably always back it, back it up into, okay, if I want to accomplish X, then in the next 30 days, 90 days, whatever it is, these are the steps I can take so that I'm closer to yeah, absolutely to the one year. Yep. So I, I chose a numerical one. It makes yeah. it really easy. It makes it easier. Numerical, yeah. right? <clears throat> um, but it might be something like, uh, um, uh, let's say um, one of your core values is um, health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you want to accomplish this year is to get under 12% body fat. Yep. You feel like that, if you're under 12% body fat, 
you'll see your abs. And if you see your abs, your fits, and you've you're tracking towards your th- if that's the case, then we can't say like, okay, if 12% is my goal, then I'll be five, per, you know, I'll lose 2% every month. Right. That doesn't, doesn't happen. work like that. What you do though, is you need to find out, figure out what that process is. Yep. And what can you do on a minimum, a weekly basis, maybe it's just one time a week to make sure you get there. Mm-hmm. It probably has something to do with long lines of go to CrossFit five days a week. Right. Right. If you do that. Okay. Now, does, is there anything with nutrition? Can you be tracking your nutrition, whether it's macros or some other thing to make sure that your nutrition is in play on a daily basis? Okay, great. What about sleep? Are you getting seven hours of sleep every night? And all of a sudden you take this big overarching theme of, I want to be healthy down to a quantitative. Can it be measured? And then from there, are you doing that and tracking it at minimum on a weekly basis? Mm-hmm. And we track it. Yeah, I track it. Yeah. You know, it's um I, I say we because I do this with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. So it feels it feels very much like the 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 establishing of the core values is sort of big umbrella thing. What it really comes down to is how what does that actually look like on a on a daily basis, right? So it takes it away from the sort of the big like theoretical stuff and say, well, you know, what does that actually mean to to have your have family as a as a core value. Here would be my example of that. A lot of people create core values because they feel it's the right thing to do and help set up direction for their life or their business. And that's the reason they should. But they never take the next steps. And the example of that is Enron. Enron was is probably at fault for the biggest corporate fraud in American history. One of their core values was integrity. Mm. Do the right thing, right? Be upstanding and moral and just and have ethics. Well, the company was wrought with fraud. So if that's one of their core values, how come that's not showing up at any level in the organization? It's because what they did was what I used to do. It's they take this big, broad brushstroke and say, we stand for integrity. Go do it, everybody. Instead of having that permeate every day at every single level all the time. So to take this away from a personal standpoint, use a business example. Mm -hmm. When we create core values for our business, we make sure that they are reinforced, restated, we hire by them, we fire by them, and we reward by them. And that's that's on an ongoing basis. During the hiring process, one of our core values for our staff is that our staff is hungry. They like to work. And that's not everybody, but we hire people that like to work. And what we'll say in the hiring process is one of our core values is hunger. We hire people that enjoy work. People that would rather be at work than doing something else. And that's not for everybody. But I want you to realize that if you work here, there's going to be times that on a Friday night at 1130, you might have to be here doing stuff. And guess what? You're going to be surrounded with a whole bunch of other people that are doing the same thing. And they're not doing it because they have to. They're doing it because they want to be here. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't sound like you, no worries because it's not most people. But what you do is you create this self-fulfilling prophecy that now you're hiring people that are hungry and enjoy work and want to be here. As opposed to, um, just so you know, if you're going to work here, we think hunger is really important. And by the way, have you seen our 401k? Right. It's just like, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. And then if people aren't being hungry, you reinforce it. You tell them that they need to be, you, you um, review them based on that. And if they're still not, you fire them because they're not hungry. Mm-hmm. If they don't fit your core values, they don't fit your organization. Talent is secondary. 
maybe even more than secondary, third or fourth. Similar to that is if they're doing a great job, you publicly reinstate it. At every coaches meeting we have, we talk about how people are exemplifying our core values. Mm -hmm. And then if they're doing a great job of it, you reward them based off that. More responsibility, bigger position, bigger pay, whatever it is. So when you create this full circle that is set up around your core values, all of a sudden, then it's a whole lot more than these big catchy buzzwords. Mm -hmm. It's truly who you, that's when it becomes who you are. Mm -hmm. What the challenge is, is can you bring that to your personal life? Right. You know, I get that you want to be a positive person, but if every time someone um, comes in, you know, drives too close behind you, are you looking in the rear view mirror, like cursing them underneath your breath? Mm -hmm. You're not a positive person. You're not bringing that mindfulness into action yeah. on a daily basis. It's just who you want to be. And it's aspirational. You got to let it track every single day and show up and review yourself and be self-analytical and reward, fire, right. reinstate, all the rest. Right, right, right. Um, in some ways, it sort of reminds me, I know that <clears throat> there's a book that you and I both read on a regular basis called The Daily Stoic. Um, and it's very simple. It's one, you know, every literally every day there's a, a, a passage from a, a Stoics or philosophers from, from yep. you know, very long ago. Um, little passage, little bit of text, and that's it. And, and the thing that I think is really interesting about it is that every day you get a little bit of a reminder of some 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 really good, interesting concepts that you should be thinking about regularly that are also at the same time, if you're not reminded of it regularly, are really easy to forget entirely. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's 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 all the things that you want to be. You know, it's it's being calm, it's not being sort of overly reactive, it's all this stuff. My point being is there's there's a there's so much value in the daily two-minute reminder, five-minute reminder of, oh yeah. My family is the most important thing. And to go back to sort of where we started this conversation of like, end of the day, I've got right. 10 emails to go to do, but I told my wife I was going to be home at 530. When you have that constant reminder or that regular reminder of my family's first yep. work is somewhere down the line, yep. that decision gets Correct. easier, or at least you can make a choice about that decision, right? And I think that what a lot of people do and what I've done certainly you don't make that sort of that conscious choice and the, you know, to go back to Covey, the, the, the urgent, but not important yeah. hits you in the face. And so you stay for the extra 20 minutes and do the, do the emails. Yeah. So that's exactly, that's exactly. And very nice job tying that back to really well done. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. Good thing you're here. <laughs> the way we let off, right. Was if you have those emails, but you're supposed to be home and spending time. One of my trackables. One of the things for my family is what I feel like is if I'm home before six o'clock every night, that's going to help me have a better family life. So it allows me, if I have 15 unread emails, I don't get to respond to those 15 emails today. They are urgent. They seem important. They are blaring. They're a red light going off in my office saying, you need to answer these. You need to answer these. Yet, at 5.35, I need to close my computer mm -hmm. and go home because in the long run, in five years, it's not going to matter whether I answer these emails. Right. But rinse, wash, repeat for three months and whether I don't get home or not, that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So I get it. In the short term, it seems like those emails are really important. I'll get to them. I'll get up earlier tomorrow, right? It's like that. It's I'll carve out some time tomorrow and make that happen. But tonight, I got to make sure that I'm living a life true to my core values which email doesn't show up in there. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can, and it's the same thing, you know, we've been talking about, you know, health and fitness and it's the same thing where 
that email is is the same thing as that piece of pizza. Yeah. Right. But and if you haven't, if you don't sort of constantly remind yourself of what your core values are and what that actually means on a regular basis, it's really easy to eat the piece of pizza. Just like it's really easy to stay an extra half an hour and right. write the email. Yeah. Um, it creates it creates um, some guiding principles for you. Right. It creates it can help you make decisions. You say like in the long term, this is what I want. Well, now in the short term, when that temptation is there, mm-hmm. it allows me to lean up against a really strong wall that I know is going to support me for the rest of my life, as opposed to this flimsy little thing that, like, I really want that thing now. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, I mean, it's one of the things that you know you've you wrote uh, a blog post a long time ago um, about the secrets to success, and one of them is, which I love, is the the people who are successful are the ones willing to suffer quote unquote suffer because yep. not eating pizza is not suffering but it feels like it yep. if you really want that piece of pizza the the most successful people are the ones who are willing to suffer in the short term for for success or for gaining something in the long term yeah that's actually um two days ago the daily stoic was that mm-hmm. it was just it was just that yeah. so ancient philosophers yeah. are have the yeah, same they, <laughs> same thought process things haven't really changed that yeah, much right we just have better but that's toys. exactly it the, it's uh, i called it um short-term pain for long-term gain yeah. versus the opposite yeah. right really successful people call it take any category right whether it's um relationships they seek out a short-term hardship which is let's you know it's so much easier for me to be bitter or blame somebody else for some other misunderstanding or it's much harder in the short term for me to take acceptance and give forgiveness and make it better but that's what it's all about if i'm trying to get leaner and fitter it's much harder to say no to a cookie right in the short term that's pain mm-hmm. everyone else i'm out around me on this birthday or at this party or at the at the three o'clock at the office is eating cookies it's in the short term, that's pain and it's hardship. It's hard to say no to the cookie. That pleasurable thing would say yes to the cookie. Mm. But in the long term, that has negative consequences. I read this great um, great article and they, it, it theorized why this happens. And the thought is when people look in the long term, they can rationalize and make really good decisions, right? But when it comes right up to us, it's... So if I was to tell you, Next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the option of waking up on time or snoozing. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to choose? You're going yeah. to choose waking up on time because yeah. you know it's the right thing to right. do. <clears throat> but all of a sudden, when you're lying in bed and it's a little bit cold out <laughs> yep. and the alarm's going off at 5.15 in the morning, all of a sudden, that comfort of that snooze button is so tempting. Yeah. Why do people choose to snooze in the short term when they know in the long term it's wrong? And the analogy was... When you are looking out on a horizon and there's a mountain and a tree next to it, the mountain is your long-term goal. It's big, it's huge, it's massive. You know you want to climb that mountain. And the tree is minuscule. The tree is the snooze alarm. The tree is the cookie. The tree is staying up late to watch the TV instead of going to bed and getting your sleep, right? Mm -hmm. The tree is that little thing. And of course, in the long-term, when this is six months out, it's really easy to choose no, I want to eat clean, I want to be lean, I want to be healthy, and I want to have good relationships. But all of a sudden, what happens is that if that tree is getting closer and closer, as you start to walk towards that, that tree is actually not next to the mountain, it's actually a mile in front of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And as you go closer and closer and closer, well, when you're standing right in front of that tree, 
that tree looks way bigger than the mountain that's off in the distance. Yep. That tree is huge. It's really hard to avoid in the short term this big thing staring you right in the face. The mountain now looks really small. Mm -hmm. When they're out on the horizon, it's a long-term goal. It's easy to choose the right thing. But when you have something off in the distance, a long-term goal, and a short-term goal, which is right in front of you, it's so tempting to choose the yeah. short-term. It's But that's what really successful people are doing, is realizing that it's about the mountain, not the tree. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Last question is just, if uh, somebody's listening, somebody's watching, they don't have any experience with core values, love the idea though, what is the first step what would you recommend the first step being so that somebody can actually turn this into something actionable? Do you recommend yep. they come up with five core values and come up with a bunch of one-year goals? Is there something yep. simpler that they should do? Yep. So I just did this with my family. So we actually, yeah, we're geeks. Yeah, we, <laughs> we created family core values. Yeah, come over to the Bergeron's. It's a great time. <laughs> um, but we did this. And the way we did is we, I just had <clears throat> everyone write down and we did it in a car ride and we just, someone took notes on their phone and we wrote down all the words. I was like, what do you think, who are we about? What's important to us? And people wrote things like empathy and caring and family first and gratitude and positivity and hard work and um, charity. And, you know, and we had a list of about 35 things. And then we went through it and we went kind of like just a little discussion. Well, on a, on a scale of one to five, is this really who we are and really important to us? Or is this kind of just kind of like a thing? Mm -hmm. Is this kind of like, yeah, it's important to us, but it's not, it's not a defining characteristic. And we just, from there, we just erased all the ones and twos. And we had discussions about the three, fours and fives. And before we went to the next step, we just started to combine things. Mm -hmm. We had things like positive and no complaints and no gossip and support your family and things like, okay, let's combine that into one thing. What do we want to term that? Okay. And, and from there, we kind of windled it down and we got down to about uh, seven. And then we had a hard discussion about how we make that into three, four, five. Mm -hmm. And that's where I would start. Mm -hmm. And once you have some core values, you're doing better than 90% of the people out there. Right. Especially if you can define truly what each of those are. Figure out your three to five Write, um, write a one sentence definition of what that actually means to you. From there, I just let that marinate for a month and just let it, is, and if you can, at the drop of a button, tell people what your core values are, they're meaningful. Mm -hmm. If you can't, you have to go and look them up. You have to read them from your phone. You either have too many or you got the wrong ones. Mm -hmm. And if you got the right ones and you can re drop of a hat, you can tell you someone what they are, then you're ready for phase two, which is let's create some trackable items leading up to these things. Mm -hmm. To make it actionable. To make it actionable on a daily, weekly basis. Cool. Yep. Right. Let's leave it there.